0: This episode of The Homeless is brought to you by Ozark Christian College. Ozark Christian College in Joplin, Missouri has been focused on the same mission for over 75 years, to train men and women for Christian service. Ozark's Bible Foundation, Christian community, global outreach, and affordable cost prepare students to serve in whatever kingdom assignment God has for them. With residential and online degrees, Ozark sends out workers into the harvest field, with 15,000 alumni serving in all 50 states and in 100 countries around the world. Ozark is also glad to offer next-level resources, free videos and webinars for you and your church, led by Ozark professors like Michael DeFazio, Shane J. Wood, and Mark Scott. Next-level resources cover topics like how to read your Bible, the parables of Jesus, and exploring the Enneagram, and much more. Find next-level resources at no cost at occ.edu forward slash next level and find out more about Ozark Christian College at occ.edu. Welcome back to the fastest growing preaching podcast that I produce. (laughs) My guest today is Aaron Miller. He's the lead minister at University Hill Congregation in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. As you will hear from our conversation, Aaron has been listening to the podcast uh, from close to the beginning. He reached out to me and expressed his appreciation for it. I responded. Hey, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's fantastic. This last Advent season, he sent me another message and offered me uh, offered to send me an Advent calendar that his church produces every year. We chatted back and forth. One thing led to another. And now here he is. So, went from a listener to a guest. That's fantastic. In fact, if you have something you want to share with me about preaching, then start the conversation. Go to thehomilist.com and click on the tab that reads Guests. And then scroll down at the bottom and there you will find a contact form you can fill it out i'd absolutely love to hear from you so here's my conversation with aaron miller uh, the other day i said to somebody the other day i said to somebody hey uh, do you want to connect by skype and the guy replied hey um and uh, 2000 called <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, nobody uses that. You use Skype? All right. I it, well, have an address too, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I don't know. I logged in with my AOL account.
1: I was gonna say I just saw this thing online. So it was talking about how the internet used to come on a CD. <laughs> like it could come in the mail. <laughs> That's
0: exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. The other day, a buddy of mine was giving me some static about something. I don't remember exactly what it was. He was giving me some static, and I said, uh, "I said, yo, I said, remember when? Remember when I lived at your house? I said, Did you use Juno. Do you remember yeah. using Juno? Right. Like, and it's like, it's <laughs> like, shut up, shut." Up. <laughs> We are at the doctor's
1: office the other day. I think it must have been a fax machine, but it's the same sound as dial-up. And both my wife and I were like, what is happening? Oh. We were showing our boys, we were like, this is what the internet used to
0: sound like. <laughs> They're like, what, what, what are you even talking? The yeah. internet used to sound like? Like, that's what? That's a thing? Terrible. Uh, Picked up.
1: On the wall, it would ruin
0: your downloads. Right? <laughs> exactly right. No, you can't use the phone. You can't use the phone. Money internet. the internet. I'm on the mm. internet. Oh. Uh, and i spent
1: awesome. my life on a campus surrounded by people who are <laughs> young enough to be my kids if I'd right? been less responsible in my right.
0: early years. Exactly. Exactly.
1: All <laughs> of my cultural references are lost. So this is great.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, in the same, I'm in the same boat. I just talked about this yesterday at church. I said, um, <laughs> I said, oh, got stuff going off here. Um, I said yesterday at church, I said, you know where I'm at right now? I'm at that place where uh, three times last week somebody got a hold of me and said, hey, can I talk to you about about some stuff? I just want to sit with you and get a little bit of wisdom on a couple of issues. And I was like, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> Wisdom on some issues. And then another guy called and said, hey, I want to talk, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you, how you create a, uh, how you create a, um, a masculine culture inside of, inside of church. He said, because it's like, it's, it's just, it's become so soft. And like your church is, the church has really got a real masculine element to. it. It's like a completely different culture than other places I've been. Can you talk to us a little bit about it? Another guy sent another guy sent me a message and or called me on a phone. He, he was a guy a kid in college who listened to the homeless podcast and he says, "Hey, yeah, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit, about, a little bit about the podcast. I just got a few questions I want to ask. Ten questions for a class assignment. So I answered them all and I was like, man, this is kind of strange. Like it's really kind of weird that you know all of a sudden out of the I'm freaking old." Right. I'm old. Like that's what just happened. Like I was. I just got. I just got old. So yeah, yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy. So
1: I, I, I have to confess. I'm in my. I'm in my 40th year. I turned 39. I'm 39 and a half. And, uh, and my boys assure me I'm not old until I turn 40. <laughs> then you're old. Then you're old. So it's like I'm. No it's
0: kidding. over. So it's curtains after that's that. Six of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going downhill, pal. It's you're going downhill. Yeah. Mm. You know what my uh, my experience is? My experience is that um, um, 40, 40 is where it started getting good.
1: I believe that.
0: 40 I, mean, is I still don't
1: feel like I know what I have any idea what I'm doing.
0: So right. eventually, and
1: uh, what always freaks me out is when I remember my parents at my age. And I realized they probably had no idea what they were doing either. Yeah that's, a, mine,
0: so like, anyway. yeah, that's a, that's a fact. Yeah. We say it all the time. We look at our kids and we say, uh, "Hey, just for the record, like, we have no idea what the hell we're doing." All right. right. So, none of us. We don't yeah. know. We don't know what we're doing. So when it comes to, when it comes to like questions about, "Hey, Dad, what about this?" Listen, here's the answer. Can we go one step at a time, please? Take right. yeah. one step at a time. Like this yeah. is. This is way too much. Hey, when I sent you the questions, did I send them to you on Facebook, or did yes, I send it. You on Facebook? Okay, great. Let me pull them up real quick. They're always the same, but every once in a while, I'll I'll customize something. And yeah, so I better better make sure I got the same ones in front of me. I don't want to. That's all
1: right.
0: I don't want to. Uh, perfect. Um, forty. So you're thirty nine. You'll be forty. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm in my tenth. I'm in my eleventh year. This is my eleventh Christmas of preaching. Really? Yeah, It's kind of hard to believe.
0: Wow. Is uh, let me, let me get these pulled up here, and we'll be okay. we'll be flying we'll be flying high. I'm listen. I'm so I'm always so prepared. I did, but th- I came in this morning. My computer shut down. I'm like, what <laughs> is this about? Like, this is not normal. Um. And so anyway, so I apologize. This uh, is we'll, not, we'll persevere. That's not typically how this goes. Um, I mean, everything is out of whack. So, okay, we're good. All right, perfect. Well, let's start right there. Is that good? Right. Sounds good. Perfect. Okay. Aaron Miller, welcome to <laughs> the Homeless Podcast, my friend. Thank you, sir. Good so here. uh, so here's what's kind of cool. So you're a guy who got connected to the podcast through some guys that you work around and with.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jason Biasi and Ross Lockhart. That's right. My buddies, and uh, they, they also work in and around the Vancouver School of Theology where my office is. And my church meets in their chapel as well. So,
0: <laughs> right on. So yeah. is this church that you're a part of? Is this is this a ministry of the of the school of the campus? It's just uh, what is it?
1: No, it's kind of a weird uh, situation. It, the church itself was started back in the day to be the worshiping community for the seminary. So, like the principal of the school was the preacher on Sundays, and mm. everybody lived on campus, and you know, like, every, uh, and, and uh, faculty and staff would come to church, I guess. <laughs> God, and, yeah. uh, and over the years that kind of changed and um so now it's just now it's a a united church of canada a mainline i don't know if you know anything about the united if you know anything about the united church you probably know some sort of caricature about us but Uh that's all right and uh um anyway so we're, we're just a mainline church that happens to meet on a campus it's kind of peculiar so we're not actually we're sort of close to the school but not part of it my aunt we rent space from the school so i get to hang around and get invited to things i might not otherwise get invited to just cuz i'm here mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so we our, our church itself looks like a sort of regular kind of small mainline church with a mix of ages and stages uh, we got some students but not nearly as many as you might imagine being on a campus it's one of the things we're kind of working on figuring out how a mainline church that, uh, you know, came to came to life in the, the, the last of the glory years of Christendom uh, has to pivot now all of a sudden, not even all of a sudden, but it feels all of a sudden. Right. Like, all of a sudden, what we always used to do doesn't work anymore, and people don't show up just because you do a good thing. Right. You know? And... The other funny thing about our chapel is you can't see it from any direction, so nobody's stumbling across us.
0: <laughs> wow! Yeah, just nestled, just nestled into the
1: yeah. It's a beautiful the- space. Like so, there's a big garden out front, and then trees out back, and it's glass on all sides and stone on the walls, and it's this really lovely space that people people will come just for the space. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you can't like it's not like our signs out on the main drag inviting people in or. <laughs> <laughs> you know wow. it's, it's really it's a really weird thing but uh, yeah they're a beautiful bunch and we're glad to be here uh, and how long have you been there this is my fourth Christmas so just three and a half years or so yeah I got right here July July
0: 2016 got you yeah got you yeah so Uh. It, so let me so let me ask you this so let me yeah. ask you this um, is it is it I'm a terrible judge of character. I'm a terrible judge of character. I yeah. have no problem admitting this. I'm the worst at this. Okay. Like like my favorite game is like what ty- what's their Enneagram type? Like that's one of my favorite games. Hey, I never get it right. Never. Right. Not one time ever have I ever got it right. It's just like <laughs> I definitely know what they're completely wrong. Always wrong. Right. Um but, but here's my here's my perception. Um when I think about Jason Bisey, yeah, and I think about Ross Lockhart. Yeah. And then I take you, and I put you with your flat bill and your beard right in the middle of those guys. It <laughs> seems like seems like that's an odd fit. Is it an odd fit? Uh, kind of. Well, I mean, Enneagram's kind of funny. I,
1: I I would bet dollars to donuts, Ross is a three, and and I know that uh, uh, Jason's a six, and I'm a nine. So,
0: <laughs> so we fit right in there together. Yeah, just, you sure do. That's good. Yeah, three of us a, need each other. In order absolutely to right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what would I do in this situation? I don't know. What would I do in this situation? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you guys do share a line. Yeah, you guys do yeah. share a line. So
1: yeah. Uh, I, and yeah, and, and uh, I don't know. I like hanging out with people who aren't aren't much like me. I mean, uh-huh. Ross, you know, likes to point out that I'm his hipster pastor friend, and <laughs> you know, uh,
0: and and that's that's great. You know, uh, okay. everybody fulfills a role. You know, yeah. I can't pull a bow tie. Yeah, oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. Like I'm the same. First off, you nobody's going to see it on you or me. No one's going to see it.
1: People tell me I should wear my collar all the time because it would be kind of cool on the campus, right? <laughs> right? But you can't tell. It looks just like I'm wearing a ugly black shirt. It
0: doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a uh, that's a wild uh, that's a wild match when I think about it. Um, yeah. So you're nine on the enneagram. Yeah, hard. <laughs> hard nine, really yeah 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 so so oh with an eight wing yeah okay
1: well that's kind of cool yeah although it means that i sometimes have really strong opinions about <laughs> things you don't want to do anything about it <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny All right. yeah that's funny All right. uh, say, I'm, I'm a seven i'm seven with an eight wing yeah uh so i love having a good time and uh really think is awesome when we get to be confrontational yeah. and so the two sides of me are just like hey do you want to have some fun and the other one's just like yeah who are we going to mess up right. like who's yeah. going to get it
1: I, I, I would guess that my brother's a he's, he's my music minister and I think he's a seven with an eight wing uh, he's got a lot of eight tendencies but he just loves to have a good time
0: yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you so I took it so I took the Enneagram I went to the Enneagram Institute and went through this whole thing right uh, and um um, so my scores came back, and so what it came back with, and I don't know enough about it to be going on and on about what wing I am. But he, this is this is what happened. I tied right. between a seven and a two. Okay. So I'm between a seven and a two. So I got right. this strong pastoral thing, like I want to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got this other thing that just like doesn't want to sit still. Just yeah. want to put a pogo stick on down the road. You know, just yeah. get on to the next thing. Yeah. But that the next number in line was an eight. So I'm like seven, two, eight, and like all of them are like like close to each other. Yeah, yeah. The other day I'm going into the store and I hear this guy out in the parking lot and he's yelling at his he's yelling at his wife. He's loading something up in the back and he's yelling at her and she's sitting in a cab and he's like, Open the gate, like getting getting all out of control. And I, and there's this part of me that's just all about the, you know, it's like an injustice. You know, right. like someone we need to go get him and Jesus on the right track. Maybe that's what he's <laughs> doing. And so like this this three way conversation started happening in my head. It's just like, you know, maybe we ought to go help that lady out. And the eight part of me was just like, yeah, I think so too. We rough this cat up, you know. And the seven was just like, I'm with you guys. Like, I love it. I absolutely love it. And then, and then, like, then, then reason won over. And I was just like, yo, you got stuff you need to be doing. And no one is getting beat up. Nobody's there's nobody getting hurt. Somebody's just having words. You just worry about yourself. You don't need to involve yourself. But that three-way conversation that I had going was, it was intense. It was just like, yo, we need to fit. And when all three of them line up like that, like we're being helpful in this situation. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, and we're going to challenge the establishment. <laughs> <right. laughs> like, That's it. Yeah, you're unstoppable. Well, good good on you for being so redeemed that you're able to <laughs> reign <laughs> yeah. them on. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a one, I'm one for 14 on that. Yeah, I'm one for 14 on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. So, uh, yeah. So, hey, so here's what else is really interesting. So, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was Ross or Jason uh, who suggested I reach out to you. Oh. And get you on the podcast. I don't remember. I would have to go back and look at my email. Um <laughs> I feel like I'm punching way above my weight class today. Man. No, not at all, not at all, and I'll and I'll and we'll get there in a second. I you may feel that way, especially yeah. as a nine, but uh, but you really screwed me up. You really screwed up a whole lot of my thinking with what I had to what I had to do to start figuring out like how you preach. Like you really okay. messed me up. But we'll get there in a second. I don't know if it was Jason. I don't know if it was uh, or if it was Ross. Yeah, who said. You know, hey, maybe reach out to maybe reach out to uh, Aaron Miller, and um, and so uh, and so we made contact, and we talked we talked back and forth, but we just talked about the podcast back and forth. Isn't that isn't that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I commented on your beard the first time. Right?
0: That's what. It was. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, what. It was. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was, because it was some something, something about, well, I mean, with a beard like that, you can't go wrong. Like, it was something like right off of biases, I think, right off of biases. Best anybody
1: who has a beard like that, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that's okay. Like, I would, like, okay, I could spend some time with that guy. Uh, and so we had some conversation just off and on, just some, uh, just short messages. And then yeah. most re- most recently, you sent me the advent calendar. that Christmas yeah, season calendar. Yeah. The is Salt that, of the Earth Christian Seasons Calendar. Yeah. Is that something you guys produced yourself? Yeah, so
1: that that's... Uh, I mean, this is the 21st year for it in some way, shape, or form. It started with my predecessor and another woman who was working with him at the time. And uh, he was studying with Bergman, uh doing his D-men. And, uh, and I'm, I, I'm a little fuzzy on the exact details, but it sort of came up at a meeting. Like, what if we... What if we actually used a different calendar to remind ourselves that we're called to a different thing, Love it. a different rhythm in, uh, of life? And uh, so this woman Janice loves her name. She uh, she went home and like mocked it up basically. And so they had it internally for a couple of years, I think. And then people in local other local churches were like, "That's really cool. Can you we get a copy of it?" And now now we send this thing all over the world, and it's uh, we get artists largely christian artists um i don't think we have that uh, exclusive requirement but that's who tends to put <laughs> respond to our calls for submissions right um and uh we get artists from as, as far a range as, as we can we got a guy from i think from brazil who uh in the last two years has painted something specifically to submit to us so fortunately wow. we liked it at times and used it uh, so yeah, it's just a, this calendar. I mean, I, some people actually use it as their calendar, which is really messy because it doesn't line up with the Roman calendar. It starts the first Sunday of Advent. Uh, but for those who, you know, I, I mean, I use my phone. We haven't figured out how to make it into an app that actually works. <laughs> right. You know, so I, But it's on my wall. It's, uh, it's in front of my desk, and it, it's just a constant reminder that we shape our lives around the life of Christ and the life of the Church, and we're trying to move to a different rhythm.
0: Yeah. Not, not the Roman, uh, not the imperial rhythm.
1: Right. Uh, but, uh,
0: so I uh, so I, I love I love the calendar. Uh, if somebody wanted to order one of those or get one of those, where would they go? Uh, the com. Okay. Yeah. It's called the Salt of the Earth Christian Seasons Calendar. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, Thanks. so, so I, I'll definitely suggest going and getting one because... It's freaking cool. and what else is I be- want to say it's beautiful this
1: year. We got a new designer, and she just did a really amazing job. She, uh, I think it's the first time we've had a a, a a Christian designer, and I'm not sure that necessarily makes a difference. It's someone who's invested in the project in yeah, a different sure. kind of way. Uh, and she just did a fabulous job, and I, I think it's the most beautiful uh, one we've put out yet. So, I, I, The coolest thing about this, I, I had one of these calendars before I ever knew about this church. So I can actually, like, oh really, commend like I like I think it's a really cool project, and now I get to be part of it.
0: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, like I was following this, and I was I was doing this thing before this was ever an option. Yeah, yeah.
1: I had, it wasn't until I like the, the they they asked me to apply here, and then when I was reading over the profile,
0: I was like, oh <laughs> shoot, I have one of those calendars. That's of really course, cool. so, okay. And so it's got a little devotional. It's got a little devotional on it, right? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. There's a little the bit well. of
1: down the side. We also, I mean, if you if you order online, uh, we've actually created a daily devotional based on the lectionary readings. Which for mm. uh, churches that don't follow the lectionary may not be all that useful. But I mean, it's a you know, it's a real short like part of a a verse or two, and then you know, yeah. paragraph and a little prayer that goes out every day to our email list. Um, uh, so we also have that. But yeah, on the side of each each. Uh, um, season has a description uh, has some words from the artist and a description of what the season's about uh, some words from the artist and uh, a sort of typical scripture passage of the season <laughs>
0: yeah so yeah what yeah. did you uh, what did you preach on what did you preach on this second week uh the second week of advent always John the baptist he uh-huh.
1: comes storming in again <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, and Uh, Matt is, we're in Matthew this year, so that's not, uh, that's not my favorite version of John the Baptist, but it's okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's more or less the same, Mm -hmm. and I I talked about, um, for some reason his clothing stuck out, I I think it's funny that both Matthew and Mark describe John's clothing, which, I mean, uh, you know, if you know your Bible, you know, is is a reference to Elijah, so I got to talk about, you know, that John was dressed up for what he thought was happening, (laughs) he was... He was dressed for the occasion.
0: Yeah,
1: and then I talked about, uh, you know, I used that to talk about how what it looks like to be dressed for the occasion of God on the move, uh, and I used Paul's image of being clothed in Christ. Ah, uh, how we, what it means to clothe ourselves in Christ, and I think when we clothe ourselves in Christ, we do the things that uh, that John talks about. We do. Uh, we become people of repentance. Mm-hmm. Become people who don't put our our sense of worth or value or whatever in our uh in our accomplishments or our family tree you know don't presume to uh to say that we have abraham as our father you know that right uh, right and um uh, i talked about the wheat i did i sort of jumped over the, the trees being cut down and burned but i talked about the wheat and the chaff which i think is uh i, I this was a new insight to me I, i'm sure i'm not the first person to notice it but i think it's really important that that's not an image of like the faithful being separated from the unfaithful. Uh, not Because the wheat and the chaff are the same thing, or one thing, until the, until the farmer gets a hold of it, right? Mm. And then the farmer gets rid of the dry and scaly and dead stuff and t- leaves behind what's nourishing. So, you know, I think when Jesus gets a hold of us, it, it's not, he's not separating us from other people. He's separating what is dead in us from
0: what is live and nourishing.
1: Yeah, make, that's coming else out of us so that
0: is good that is a good uh that is good insight not one i thought about
1: yeah uh, I, I mean it was the first time i i i'd always uh you know i i get i get worried i get anxious about preaching sort of us versus them judgment kinds of things because yeah. you know if anything this <laughs> scripture is pretty clear that that you know the judgment is always comes as you know matthew 25. Both the goats and the sheep are surprised by the judgment. Right, right. So, like, I try to. I, I, I maybe a criticism of my preaching would be that I tend towards the grace side of things more than the judgment side. But yeah. Um. But I thought I thought that this. I think it's really important for us. Uh, to to acknowledge that there's there's stuff in our lives that Jesus wants to deal with and make us into something new. Yeah. So that that image that you know we all we all have this kind of protective dead husk on us that is separating us from God and from each other from being the nourishing thing that we're meant to be and uh, and Jesus is going to get rid of that and burn that stuff up yeah <laughs> and take So us in, take us so, into the greenery
0: Yeah so so here's the thing that I here's the thing that I absolutely absolutely love is in in order for me to in order for me to find a way to study your preaching Uh-huh I couldn't go to YouTube. I couldn't go well, to a podcast. I couldn't go to the church website. I could, find did you find z- it? I could find zero on Aaron Miller's preaching anywhere. I could find zero on nothing. So here's what I'm left with. I'm left with reading your sermon manuscripts that are posted on the church's website.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I was a little worried you maybe found someone
0: else's website because you off. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't find anything. It was absolutely <clears throat> gone. And so, and so this this tells me this is, this either hints to your eight wing, or 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 hints to something or hints to something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I get there, uh, you are an excellent writer.
1: Thank you. Excellent. I think I'm sometimes a better writer than better than preacher. It's a danger, actually. In what way? Uh, I got to be really conscious that what I like, good writing doesn't always translate to a spoken. Okay, true. uh, You know, it's not it's not always engaging. (laughs) True. Yeah. Like I've seen really brilliant writers get up and read their stuff, and it just doesn't do anything for you in a live setting. So if if you get too kind of technical, you lose the connection with, with. the people you're trying to talk to
0: there, there, there's a difference there's a difference and i don't know if i don't know if any of the any of the, the listeners of this have ever even thought about this conversation but there's a world of difference between the way you read something and the way you hear something mm-hmm. you know there's a world of difference i mean yeah like the and when you speak something it's different than when like you're communicating on a couple of different levels then when it's writing you can harness all of it into just words you know, and it changes. It absolute, absolutely. I mean, changes things.
1: When a beautiful written sentence can be hard to follow when you're speaking to somebody, right? Sure. <laughs> like all sure. that, you know. Uh, so, so yeah, it's it's actually. I mean, it, it's something that I, I really have had to work at. I know. Uh, yeah. If you want to, when we get to the how has my preaching style changed, I can talk about
0: that if you want. But mm-hmm. uh, so here's one of the, here's one of the things I loved about. Uh, I don't remember the sermon. I gotta, I need to just look it up. I need to look up the... Um, this the one about the thief. Yeah. Christ the oh, thief. So good. Eh? So good. Ah. So good. Hey, I'm not kidding you. I'm sitting there and I'm reading this. I'm reading this sermon. And I'm just sitting there. And I'm staring at the screen. My wife is up in my office. And she's wrapping <laughs> Christmas presents. She's sitting beside me or behind me. And she's watching something on TV. The TV over here. And I got the computer here. And... Is that me or you? That's oh, me. That's you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I'm at the, so I'm sitting at the computer, and uh, and all of a sudden, as I'm reading through there, I, I'll go, mm. <laughs> and she goes, what? And I go, what? And she goes, <laughs> what? And I said, nothing. Not this freaking sermon. It's freaking so good. I can't, and I just kept on going down the deal. Just a little while later, I pull up another one, I'm reading through, and I go, Ugh! Oh man <laughs> She's like what I'm like freaking good I said, This is the last thing I needed was One more preacher to be envious of That's the very <laughs> last thing that I needed <laughs> <laughs> uh, So here's what I loved about that sermon And I'll, I'll figure out the name Could you tell me the name of it Do you know the name of it offhand
1: uh, That would have been the first Sunday of Advent So it would be Advent 1 Right I think it's, it should be the last one up there Really I think That's- so that's the one. should be the most recent sermon.
0: Uh,
1: Called Christ the Thief?
0: I, I can find it for you. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I got it right here. I'll pull it up right here. Sermons. Uh, I hate to do this to you, but. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, I've got Holy Urgency. Oh, yeah, that's it. Is that the one? Yeah. Oh, that is the one. Can I let me just read? Let me just read a portion of this real quick. Is that okay? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that okay with you? I know it's brutal. I know it's brutal, but let me just read All right. this. All right, this is just for this. Just freaking. This is freaking just shook me. It just sh- freaking shook me. I absolutely loved it. Um, <laughs> in this season, this is this is the very end. There's like three paragraphs. In this season, where we're waiting for Jesus again. What do you need him to steal out of you? Or what do you need him to steal you out of? Where do you need him to claim? What do you need him to claim for? uh, Sorry, I'm a terrible reader. Uh, Where do you need him to claim for good? What's his? Where do you need to let him line your life up with our hope that we have through him who loves us? Where might we leave the door unlocked because we know that when he sneaks in in the dead of night, joy comes in the morning. I freaking just about lost it. Perhaps we need him to steal us out of spending habits and keep uh, that keep us mired in financial anxiety maybe we need him uh, maybe we need to be lifted out of lies that keep broken relationships broken could he swipe us from patterns that have us working as though our accomplishments our grades titles salaries have something to do with our salvation or any bearing on how much we are loved maybe we just need him to steal us away to some quiet with him Maybe we need to let him jack our cares because he cares for us. That's so good. (laughs) That was just so, so good. My favorite line is that one, where might we leave the door unlocked? Because we know that when he sneaks in in the dead of night, joy comes with the morning. That is just so excellent. That is just so excellent. I appreciate that so much. That was was great. great. And you know, it was different for me was as I'm reading it and not knowing your voice, not knowing your cadence, not knowing how, you know, sometimes what you do is you'll just go ahead and superimpose that voice. It's like the Morgan Freeman meme, right? Yeah. yeah. To, put, to put the meme up and then there's Morgan Freeman's face and then the words and like, you can't not. He's <laughs> You can't do it. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't pull Morgan Freeman's voice out of your head and me not knowing your cadence as I'm going through. I'm like, these are just words and, and they're, they're heavy. They're heavy. Mm. It was so good. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So, needless to say, I went through and I read—I don't know, fifty percent of them that are that are on there. I mean, just like, golly, these are like these were fun. Like this is a this is a new thing for me. Sitting down and reading some sermons and yeah, it was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah, so, thanks, man. I appreciate. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, that was that was a lot of fun. I so, better, uh, have fun writing them. So, <laughs> man, well, you're an excellent. You're an excellent. You're an excellent writer, for sure. So, tell me something, Aaron. Let's jump into some of these questions here. Sure. My favorite one. My favorite one. Passages of Scripture that make you laugh. <laughs>
1: I, uh, yeah. I mean, I love that you asked this question. I've listened to every episode of the podcast. So I, <laughs> well, thanks. I, I'm <laughs> always thinking about it. I think, you know, I think the Bible is funny a lot of the time. And, and maybe it's funnier. Uh, some of the times it's like in the background, right? Like, I, I, I would I've always wanted to see Adam trying to dig himself out of the hole that he dug when he said it was this woman you gave me you know like I think God could have done a favor and just smucked him right there instead right. of making him go.
0: Right. We're just gonna start over. We're just gonna start. We'll get a new guy. <laughs> you know,
1: Abraham trying to explain to Sarah why they're about to leave and don't worry we're gonna have a kid and yeah right I think that's funny. Uh, I think the whole book of Acts is funny if you're in on the joke. Yeah, it's that's that's a, there are funny things that happen in that book, and they're serious things. But like, if you don't think God's got a sense of humor, spend some in the Book of Acts. Okay. I, I often when I hear you ask this question, I think the, the 21st chapter of John's hilarious, right? Because Jesus comes back and he blows the Holy Spirit all over the disciples, and and it's like yeah, you know, this book was written so that you'd believe, and that like it ends at chapter 20. It's done, except that Peter. Is so stunned. He's like, "Well, Jesus has risen. Let's go fishing, right? <laughs> right? Let's, let's try to go back to what we already knew. Let's, right. let's pretend nothing none of this happened. And we're just gonna right. just carry on to normal." And like Jesus chases them down on the beach, and you know, like I, I think that's that's funny. Uh, that's good. Uh, my uh, I, I, my 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 own reading schedule. I use this this read scripture app from the Bible Project. Guys uh, has me in Second Kings, which is. Sometimes not the most edifying part of scripture. Right. I, I obviously think it's funny. You get this like par, you know, like three sentences about a king. And then the writer's like, "Isn't everything this king did written in the annals of Judah?" Like, <laughs> like, you want to read? Go, go there. I don't, I don't, I am not talking about this guy anymore. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. Right? over it. I don't know. It's funny. I, I think you know. I, I, I don't think funny has to be not serious, right? I agree. Right,
0: uh, so yeah, so I like the one uh, I like when you know, like there's there's two there's two boat there's two boat scenes in scripture that 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 leave me in absolute hysterics, and the one is Jonah. Yeah, you know, like what do we need to do to make this stop? Throw me over, throw him over, and then it stops. Yeah, like well, that was an awkward moment, you know? Yeah. it's just like looking over the side, like. <laughs> <laughs> sorry but i like that they they don't even hesitate right (laughs) okay yeah uh and then and then the peter and then when peter does the same thing you know peter has that same situation john john the disciple looks over and he says it's him it's him peter freaking just grabs up his robe and dives in you know it. It's cool. kind of funny that he gets dressed to jump into the water, but that I mean, is I, interesting. I understand because <laughs> yeah, he had it off, so he put it on. Fair. Like when I get there, I need something to dry off with. I don't even know what he was thinking with, about the whole situation. But what's cool is, like, he gets there. Like, how fast can he swim? Like right. faster, like faster than the boat? Faster than, you know? Yeah, they had to drag all those fish, right? Like, <laughs> right? Well, and you know, the other interesting part of that is like. So it's so many fish. Like they caught all these fish, all right. right. And then Jesus, he gets to the bank, and Jesus says, well, "Did you bring some of your fish?" And Peter's like, "No, I forgot. <laughs> the I didn't bring any fish." He's like, "I'll go. Hold on. I get this fish." It says Peter goes back and he pulls all the fish ashore. Like this, right. what took a boat and you know, you know, however many other guys are there. Like Peter grabs and he pulls it back on his own. And I think probably everybody's just like, "This dude's been sandbagging the whole time. This dude has been sandbagging." There's some the guy time. in the
1: background counting them all, right? Because we get the, the exact numbers. <laughs> Yeah, one hundred fifty-three treasurers back there, like <laughs> <That's right. laughs> exactly. Right. Even piles of
0: ten fish for, for, for the for the uh, for the enneagram ones out there. Yes. I, be, I believe that's probably you know one, two, okay. three, four, 153, 153, Which there's some really cool conversation about when it starts talking about numbers. And meanings of numbers. There's some really cool conversations in there. We won't get into it today. But there's some really
1: there's some really cool ones I appreciate really cool. that it may not actually have been exactly 153. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. funny whenever we get details like that, right? Yeah, like so one good. of the funnier stories in John is when when uh you know John the Baptist is like, Hey, look, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world and nobody does anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like the whole the whole crowd just like shrugs its shoulders. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the next day he's like look and then the two go and they're like hey uh, w- where are you staying
0: yeah right and, and then we're told like it was it was about four in the afternoon yeah <laughs> there you go like this is some, some, I put some random some okay. random freaking details for you yeah. are you or someone you know wanting to make a difference with your life but you're not sure where to start at ozark christian college in joplin missouri they help students discover the kingdom assignment that god has for them and then train them to carry it out ozark prepares students for all kinds of christian service biblical communication biblical justice youth and children's ministry counseling missions organizational leadership worship and creative arts and much more ozark's close community bible foundation and commitment to service prepare students to take the gospel to every corner of the globe as ambassadors for christ and ozark's affordable tuition offers a quality private christian education at a public university price ozark christian college your mission is out there. Your training starts here. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The crickets. Yeah, so what?
1: Okay. Which I think is a good. You know, this is there's a lesson in there for preaching. Yeah. I think I, I used that in the uh, in, in a sermon recently on evangelism, right? Like the like if John the Baptist is like, hey, look, yeah. do the this guy, and like yep. nobody does a
0: thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then then he gets two. Right? (laughs) Two guys. That's right. you know what else is cool about about the John the Baptist relationship? Yeah. John the Baptist, his disciples, his relationship with Jesus and his disciples. Something that's really cool to me and and that brings me a little bit of a little bit of hope is that while while John's in prison, he sends his disciples. Mm -hmm. Go to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Go to him. Ask him. Mm -hmm. Ask him if he's the one. Or should we look for another? And it's kind of like, John. You, like the reason all these people, like, <laughs> like you're the one that made the announcement. You remember, like, you made the announcement. <laughs> you did the baptism. You were at the ordination. Um, you did. You like. You remember, right? Yeah. Like, he's your cousin. Like, it's gonna be weird. But just go ask him if, if that's them. I think there's a lot of hope in that. I mean, it, what preacher hasn't what preacher hasn't had this crisis of faith at some point in their relationship with God? Their yeah. church and their ministry and the calling, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, he saw the Holy Spirit descend upon him, right?
1: And right, like, <laughs> like things are just not working out quite like you imagined yeah. they were going to yeah. work. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think yeah. they probably don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> think that's common. To lose his head before the Messiah did something. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's a hundred. I think that's common, you know. I mean, prison, prison, prison can do that to you. I think, you know. Yeah. I think there's a certain. I think there's a certain level of isolation and loneliness that happens in a place like that. And 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 that's literal, but I mean on a metaphorical level, I think that's something we deal with more in in our occupation. Yeah. than than, than a lot of us would be willing to admit, you know. Um uh, find up, r- you know, I think I think it can be
1: hard to get up every week and say what we believe, you know, preach good news if things are not quite going the way you Hope they would.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Which happens true. to everybody, you know? yeah. So. yeah. That's good. Thanks for diving into that with me. Um, that's a that's a good conversation. I think we could probably do that. I think we could probably do that over and over with different. This is this is gonna this is gonna yeah this that's this will be, yeah this would be a next episode. We'll do a next episode on this right. one. Uh, right. Who inspi- Who inspires? Uh, who inspires Aaron Miller? I, I, I knew you were gonna ask. I, I mean, there are lots of guys that I, I, love, I love to read. I
1: mean, early on in my ministry, Eugene Peterson kept me afloat. Uh, I know some guys have come on here and talked about him before, but you know, I think St. Eugene has saved a lot of us. He kept a lot of us grounded. Um, I think I told you, hey, I, the guy I want to hear you interview is Rich Valotis. Or Theotis, I'm not sure how to, how to say it. Uh, I've been watching his sermons just for my own I think preachers need to watch preachers. We need time to worship too, mm-hmm. uh, where we're not in charge. Um, but I, you know, when I when I was thinking about it, I I love watching musicians who are just sort of unconscious with their instrument. You know, like they put in so much work, and part of it's natural talent probably, but it's just so many hours, and you, you just like they don't even look like they're. Like, I, I was thinking about my my brother Aiden Miller. He's a, he's a He's, he's our church musician he's our, our music minister and uh, and I just like I, I it never ceases to amaze me when I mean, he just sits down and, and just plays <laughs> in a way that right. like it's a totally different and I, I think like I always find that inspiring I'd love to i would love to imagine being able to to, to preach to preach that way mm. like, sort of unconsciously <laughs> mm. you know, sort of just so like this is so deep down that I don't even have to Worry too much about it. Uh, what would that?
0: What would that look like? What would that look like? I mean, yeah. On, on I mean, I think me it, a-
1: it does. It does kind of happen sometimes, right? Where you've put the work into the sermon, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I, and my one of my problems, or for better or worse, is I'm I'm a, I'm a sort of diamonds are made under pressure kind of guy. <laughs> like I write Saturday morning and Sunday morning, uh, and. and um, <laughs> But like that Christ the Thief one, like I got I got a chance to preach that at St Andrews Hall or part most of it. Like I, I, just, I, I made it a little longer for for Sunday, but that extra time, you know, like uh, I had I had my my chair, my chair of session, which is like our our elders, you know, t- told me that was the best sermon he's ever heard me preach, and I think it wasn't huh. wasn't just qu- like what was in the sermon itself. It was that I was it was like deep down in me already. Yeah, yeah. And I do, you know, like I, I'm I'm working all week on my serum, you know, but uh, that sort of. So, I, like, I think it happens sometimes, but yeah. Um, I just I just love watching that, you know. You watch a guitar player who mm. has been playing for years, and and their fingers just move in a way that our fingers can't. My fingers can't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still I'm, I'm a dedicated rhythm guitarist, you know. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the, I'm the same as you. I'm the same as you. Like I'm a three yeah. chords I'm a three chords. Can we transpose this? Can we transpose yeah, right. this song? Like I need to transpose it. Can we play it E please? <laughs> Put this back to G where it belongs. Uh, <laughs> you know?
1: And I, I like you know, I I know you, you love comedians and I I, I I often like comedians a lot. I think it's kinda of hit and miss and there's always I don't like to feel like I'm not sure if I should be laughing at this.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree.
1: You know. Uh, Now that being said, you know, like if you can kind of stomach it, some some of the some of the guys I think are really funny. A guy like Billy Connolly, who's just filthy Uh, Scottish comedian, if you don't know him, and like not super life giving, but there's an honesty and a kind of like he sees the world in a way that I think is is kind of brilliant. I mean, he's funny because he's smart. He's not just he's not just making dirty jokes. Right. Like he's so smart and. I, thinking, I I watched uh, last week. I watched uh, Mike Birbiglia, the new yeah, both of his and Seth Myers, and uh, the the one Hannah Gatsby. I don't know if you've ever seen um, that. You know, some some listeners might. <laughs> I don't know how people feel about the content. Necessarily though, I think it's it's pretty marvelous. Like, if you want to see just a pure performance, it's amazing. I like. I don't think I've. I've I don't know, I would put it way up there with, like, like just the capacity to get up there and do a thing brilliantly, so tight. And I think, like, that's hard. Mm-hmm. You know that's hard, because there's so many bad comedians out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and there can't be dead space, and you can't forget your line, and you can't, you know, they just get up there and right. do that. And I, I'm a, I'm as you can see, I'm a manuscript preacher, I uh, and, in a Ideally, I've practiced it enough times that it doesn't. People are sometimes surprised that I that I preach so close to my text, but mm. because I do kind of know it by the time I get up to preach it. But yeah, uh, but I just I, I found that uh, the, those those three comedians are ones who, who just uh, did it powerful. And that, you know, the, the Hannah Gadsby one is just like it's dense. It's it's you want to talk about funny. Being serious, like it's a serious thing, and I think you can appreciate that, regardless of you know what you think about, about the specifics of the content.
0: What about uh, what about Dan Cummings? Dan Cummings. Don't know him.
1: I, I, I'm always looking for new names. Dan Cummings.
0: Dan Cummings. C U M M I N S. Dan Cummings. Yeah. Um, specifically, the one. Don't wake the bear.
1: Don't wake the bear. That now.
0: Uh, Amazon Prime, I believe, is where I've seen it. Okay. is where I've seen it. Where I've seen it. Um, oh, the internet will find it. It's, yeah, you'll find it. You'll find it. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. Dan, Dan Cummings has, content-wise, like there's some patches of this. It's rough. It's just right. rough. And you just got to get, you just got to just fast forward, get past it. Probably the first 20, 30 minutes of it, pretty solid. From yeah. there on out, it just starts kind of going downhill yeah. Um, but, but his approach and the way he, the way he performs yeah. is so, it's so well done. Like he's a, um, like he, t- <laughs> he talks about his use, his use of, uh, his use of word, his use of word and metaphor and terms yeah. and what he, so he talks about sidewalk and etiquette and and politeness and manners. And he said, it mirrors the road, okay? It mirrors the road. <coughs> he said, It's easy. He said, if you're on the right hand side, you're always on the right hand side. I don't care which direction, you're always on the right hand side. He said, it's unless you're unless you're in you know, in, in, in Europe, maybe maybe it's on the other side. And you know, and, and then he said, But it's always on the right on the right-hand side. And he said, So if you're on the side, what's well, on the right hand side? So he's talking about all this. And so he said, Now listen. <laughs> and then this is this is kind of his cadence too. He says now, if there's two of you, if there's two of you walking along and you're holding hands and uh, and and you you know you're in love, I mean that's brilliant. I absolutely love it. I think it's wonderful. I think that's just fantastic. But but you know you need to have a plan. You need to act on it. Have a plan and act on it. If somebody else comes at you, hey, single file it, single file it. Have a plan, act on it. Yeah, that's the way it works. And, and then he says this term, and it was just kind of funny how he says he says. But if you want, if you decide you want to form a wall of narcissism and keep coming down, like, and I just thought that was so brilliant. Um, yeah. there's also another another couple terms I wrote down um, he says he says my wife my, or he said my girlfriend like she wants me to lose weight and she wants to continue to bake delicious treats at my house all the time and he said I'm getting mixed emotions inside my relationship these mixed messages he said she wants me to lose weight and she keeps baking me uh, delicious treats and he said she came in the other day and I'm eating these cookies and she says Dan are you going to eat all those cookies and he said. I I was planning on it. I was planning on eating all of the cookies, and she says, "You can't eat all those; they're not good for you." He says, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you baked me cookies, not shame biscuits and guilt wafers." You know, (laughs) like his, like his use, yeah, his use of wall of narcissism. You know, uh, shame biscuits, guilt wafers. I mean, it's just, just a really, really, really polished, polished guy, and you can tell he's a words guy.
1: Yeah, and I love, like, I love, I love people who. Kind of pay attention and just spin it uh, slightly differently. I, I'm reading uh, my favorite author, probably like up when it's not, you know, theology or church kind of things. Is Bill Bryson? I don't know if you know Bill Bryson, but uh, he's an American guy who who sort of worked a long time in, in the UK uh, um, as a journalist and he, he did travel, sort of creative nonfiction kind of stuff. And anyway, I'm reading his new book on. It's called. It's about the body. Uh, so he, he wrote a book a while back, man, kind of famous called uh, A Short History of Nearly Everything, which is a <laughs> science book for guys like us who aren't scientists. Um, and this one's about about the body. And, you know, it's called The Body: A Guide for Occupants.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: um, wow! He, but he, he's always like he, he just like just twists it just a little bit. Like uh-huh. like we're still talking about science, I and mean, like this. <laughs> that's good. I, mean, I didn't know science was funny, but
0: it turns out yeah. that yeah, <laughs> that's, that's
1: good. good. You know, like. Pays attention to the details and make it, make it good.
0: Yeah. Are you a uh, are you a little bit of a black sheep inside uh, inside your movement? Uh, like in my denomination? Yeah. Inside your denomination, are you a little bit of a black sheep? Uh, I don't
1: know. I mean, a little. You know, by by the standards of my denomination, I, I'd be, uh, an evangelical kind of. Uh, you know, I preach Christ and Him crucified, risen and reigning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I'm not alone in that. It's not maybe the strongest voice that people get from the denomination but uh the thing that's the thing about the United Church of Canada is that they it's it's tried to do a thing that is really hard to do and sometimes does it well and sometimes doesn't which is to to create a space where a really you know they they use the image of a big tent you know. And, you know, my argument is that a big tent has always has to have a central pole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm one of the guys who wants to be up there and able to touch the central pole. Like, you change that central pole, it looks like a different thing. Uh, so, you know, I, I think all the church has is Jesus. <laughs> you know, we don't have anything else to offer the world. Uh, other people do social programs better. Other people have better politics. Other people, you know uh so that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at mm-hmm. i when it, one of the things that attracted me to my church now is that the guy i spoke to first i don't know that everybody would describe it this way but he, he described it and presumably someone told him to describe it this way as, as progressive evangelical okay I'm not, I'm not sure that's altogether helpful but if, if i have any sort of left-leaning social inclinations uh it's because of my theology, <laughs> not. I don't. I, you know. I don't tend to. I try not to. I think it, Well, I'm not gonna pretend I, I I can do it in a vacuum. You know, I, I my experience does affect my theology, but sure. You know, uh, I just preach Jesus, and I'm always kind of surprised when people find that like appealing. I had I, had a, I have a friend who I love from another local church who came to my church and she's actually going to preach for me uh, it, when I'm away in January. Um, uh, it, she she said, she's kind of newish to the church in, in the grand scheme of things, an adult convert. And, uh, uh, you know, she said, so, like, did you bring the conservative theology to this church or was it here when you got here? <laughs> it's like, like, you've read my sermons. I don't think, I, I, I don't think I'm a conservative preacher, but... In the United Church of Canada, like, I, I fall on that 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 side of the spectrum. Yeah, you, you do. I don't, you do. I don't think I'm a black... Like, I'm, I'm not alone. I'm not as alone as the headlines would make you think. Uh-huh. Uh, and out on the on the West Coast, which is... like I mean, Vancouver is is known to be the most secular city in the country. Um, but, like, some of the most faithful, Jesus-loving United Church ministers
0: I know are out here. Yeah. Uh, Doing their thing, so God's oh, doing out here. Is that that of the of the four cities in Canada? Is that what you mean? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, when I say city, it's, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate the small village. I was talking about my yeah. in Germany the other day. And Germany fits roughly in the size in BC, and it's got something like three or four times the population of the whole country. Wow! <laughs> you know, like, we just we got we got a lot of land up here. You know? Yeah, we like our personal space. That's right. Well, we all live like within a hundred miles of the border,
0: right? <laughs> Always. Yeah. That's
1: true. Like ninety yeah. percent of, of Canadians live within hundred miles of the border.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, something like that. Maybe yeah, I
0: was I, I was looking at it. I was looking at it on uh, I think on the um, on the church website or on the um, it must have been on the church website. There's a map. Yeah. I think and it's got it's got Vancouver. So I started backing it out. Right. And I, start, I started giggling, and I was just like, you know what? I can't, I cannot wait to tell him. You know what? You're actually closer to Russia than you are to me. Like, yeah. that's like I think you're actually, which you're not. You're not but <laughs> like, look how I, freaking far away that is. You know, so far away. I, I, I was,
1: I, I participated in a program several years ago through Wesley Seminary, a leadership development thing. uh So it was all. I was the only Canadian. It was all Americans, and, and like. A lot of, like, it, it was hard for some of my colleagues to conceive the fact that the woman coming from Seattle to Florida, like, had twice as far to go as I did from Toronto to Florida, <laughs> <Right>? like, <laughs> yeah. it's a big country, like, yeah. and, and yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, it's a six-hour flight for me to get home, <laughs> or home, back to yeah. Ontario, which is where I'm actually from, oh, wow.
0: uh, which is only halfway across the country, <laughs> wow i mean it's not true it's a little more than that but you know well here's one of the things that i i mean just just as you begin to talk about you know are you are you a black sheep or are you more evangelical or are you more conservative yeah. i was super surprised knowing what i know about um about the uh united church of canada to yeah. come across this sermon that is all about sharing your faith and i thought I yeah. wonder. I wonder how different this is because that's a sermon. That's a sermon that's preached five out of five out of six Sundays. I mean, five out of. I mean, four out of five Sundays. You know. I mean, sure. that's just that's a normal. I mean, that's a normal. Like we hear that kind of thing all the time. Yeah. Uh, is that pretty common where you are? Or not not as common. I, I would say not, yeah. um, for the reasons that I
1: outlined in that sermon. Uh huh. Uh, We're just not, and it's too bad. I mean, you know, without getting into a history lesson, I wouldn't be the person to give a history lesson on the United Church, but, uh, you know, we we so tightly tied what we were doing to a Canadian culture, right? Like, the United Church was founded Mm -hmm. to be the Protestant denomination of Canada. Like, we were basically founded to compete with the Catholics, who had a unified voice across the country, and we we wanted one, too. So a few of the denominations got together and made, made this other denomination, um, and, and I think for a long time it kind of worked. You know that when the country was nominally Christian, when people still sort of basically knew the story, uh, and we could expect people. I mean, you know, there was a time where you could build a church and expect people to come mm-hmm. uh, and like what you do <laughs> and know what to know what to do, and and we you could expect that people would come back when it was time to get the kids baptized or get them in Sunday school or whatever. Um, when was time to get married or, but now like NBC, like here particularly, uh, you know, like you have three and four generations of people who've never been inside a church, not for a wedding, not for a funeral. Nobody gets married in a church. Nobody does funerals in a church anymore. Nobody, nobody would come to nobody outside the church, uh, obviously this is a broad stroke statement but you know like uh, people aren't going to come to us because they have needs because they wouldn't know what we would do for them uh yeah. other than like try to proselytize uh which you know i happy to share our faith but you know they, um so so i think it's not and i i think we have all kinds of anxieties the united church has been uh you know, one of the things I think is good is that we've, we've sort of acknowledged that oftentimes evangelism has been sort of cloaked with colonialism. Huh. Uh, that it, you know, I, you know the, the narrative that the church is dying is fundamentally racist, right? <laughs> I mean, all these Eurostock churches are dying. White people aren't going to church anymore. But in other areas of the world, lots of people are going to church. And, and the church is growing. So, like, we got a problem, not everybody else.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: And part of the well, thought that we you know we just we 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 had this notion that, you know, to be a good Canadian was to go to your local mainline church and then people discovered you can be a good Canadian without giving up your Sunday mornings. Mm. And you know, so I, I think the church, you know, like part of the reason to share and part of the reason I think especially lay people have, have the you know, have the advantage is that there's no social pressure to come to church. Nothing. Mm. And nobody would second-guess you if you decided to sleep in on Sunday morning to not give your money to that organization you know like so why do you do it like tell me that story <laughs> learn, yeah. and, and we got to learn to tell that story because we haven't practiced telling it we don't even tell it in in church like you know we don't ask each other how is it with your soul <laughs> mm. <laughs> because that's, private, that's personal yeah you know so there's a lot of work to be done and you know I' I think one of the things that's cool about <clears> own <throat> Churches that they have kind of embraced the possibility of being this sort of alternative community in the world we just also have to figure out a way to tell the world about it <laughs> you know it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not good enough to be over here authentic in a corner until we die yeah,
0: right.
1: uh you know so so I, I you know like we've been we've got a grant coming we're going to try and plant uh a different kind of community not necessarily a worship service yet but a different kind of thing in the local pub on campus uh, just a space for people to come because I, I have this working theory that that uh, in a culture where you know hardly anybody is actually hostile to Christianity up here right? like my experience has not been I don't think anybody has ever been actively hostile but they are totally indifferent <laughs> and and uh, I think that's harder to overcome than animosity. Mm. At least if you're, you know, if someone's angry, you have a chance to talk about that thing. They don't care. And they have no reason to believe. And they're perfectly happy, right? At least they, you know, uh, they're living, they're in an affluent culture. They, They live in the most beautiful place in the world. They seem to be perfectly, you know, like why, and you want, me to come up and forsake my life for the sake of the kingdom of god like i don't know like what does that even mean Mm. so we got to figure out and i'm part of what i'm trying to figure out for myself is is how to how to tell that in a kind of in a compelling way in this context but also just get better at talking about it yeah like we believe this thing we believe it enough to you know i've i've staked my life on it (laughs) and you all have shown up every you know many of you show up every sunday (laughs) Some of you, like, at least once a month, you know, uh, yeah. give up your Sunday morning to come here and do this.
0: Like, why? Yeah, what, one, of the brilliant, one of the brilliant lines from that sermon um, that you that you put together, one of the brilliant lines was um, when you were talking about your son learning yeah. how to do the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. And how he practiced and, practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and he couldn't get the two corners to match up. And he just mm-hmm. kept working at it and kept working at it. And then finally he got it to which you said... So wh- what happened? Like, how did you do it? To which he responded, "I don't know. It just it just sort of happened." And you said, and in your sermon, you said, "Of course it did, because that's exactly what happens when you continue to work at something and try to get better at it. It just happens. That's freaking good. That's just like that's. Listen, we're we're evangelical, you know, with a with a little with a little touch of militants on our end, you know. Yeah. Like we kind of have." You know, oh, indifferent. Oh, you want to arm wrestle? You want to arm wrestle about right. it? You know, then we'll have right. a conversation. The loser goes to church. You yeah. know, like, we're, look, we're, we'll pull any any sort of stunt. But like that was a really good line. That was a really good line.
1: Thanks. I, I, I mean, you know, the, the image I used in that sermon at the beginning is, is of a marriage, right? Like, or any relationship. You know, if we're talking for very long and you never find out that I have a wife, Uh, you know we start to share time together and do things together and like it comes as a surprise to you that i'm married you're gonna you're gonna wonder about that relationship so like why do we why do we hide this other relationship because i mean the united you know liberals are 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 pretty okay with the idea of faith as relationship Mm -hmm. right like we're in this relationship with god um you know Atonement, we get a little squeamish about, but but relationship relevant. You know, right. <laughs> I, I I I love atonement. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He, he, uh, but um, so, uh, but we don't we don't share it, and and I want to I want to know why. Like, and I do think that if you if you're doing things, if you if you if you have a spirit, like if you read your Bible, if you're praying, if you're doing the things that Jesus tells us to do you know, caring for your neighbors, you know, whatever it is. Uh, Like, it's just going to be part of your life. And and I think for those of us who've been sort of trained by kind of modernist enlightenment thinking that religion is a private, personal choice and not, you know... I mean, if I believe Jesus is living and reigning, it doesn't much matter what your opinion about that is. (laughs) Correct. I mean, either Jesus is living and reigning or he's not. Right. And, you know, I, I mean, I happen to think he is so. How, but how do you like in a culture where like he can't
0: start there? <laughs> right. right. I don't. You know, like well, I don't. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I mean, that conversation, you know, that conversation is cut short. I mean, I of course do, but yeah. in the uh, instance that you're yeah. talking to somebody, that yeah, yeah,
1: and, and so, <clears throat> like I, I, I think I, I think in that sermon, and certainly I've made fun of myself before. You know, like I was kind of like Peter's instruction to you know. Yeah give an account of what gives you hope if, if someone should happen to ask you know We're ready. Just the, reality be ready. <laughs> is, the reality is we <laughs> yeah, are not living sufficiently interesting lives for the gospel for anybody to think to ask most of us look exactly like our neighbors mm. but you know like a, i often sit in my overpriced apartment on the campus of ebc you know wondering if this is what the lord requires of me because it doesn't doesn't look different than anybody around so like how how are we different what's what's and, and why does this story matter? And yeah. I mean, I think we got to start asking and answering those questions for ourselves, yeah. Uh, and not in a kind of general theoretical kind of way, but in a real lived kind of way that people will find compelling. Because I have this. I, I, I think that you know, on a campus, for instance, you know, everybody come. Everybody who comes to a campus is asking the same basic questions. I think. How should I live? What am I going to do with myself? Yeah. What's What's you know What's the best use of my energy? How am I going to change the world? Or not change the world, yeah. uh, and I think the gospel has stuff to say about that. Not necessarily black and white answers, but you know, I think, uh, I, I, you know, hook them up with Jesus, and they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll you know, if you can get people actually, you know, in, introduced to Jesus and let Him do the work, let Him separate yeah. the stuff from the wheat. Uh, then I think I think something good can happen, you know
0: yeah i agree i agree that's so good that's such a that's such a good metaphor the the chaff and the wheat that's a um uh, that's a good one that's not that's not one that That's not one that uh, that never never hit me just like you said it that you know you think sheep goats you think sheep yeah. goats you know yeah. you know two different things yeah yeah that's different that's completely different i uh i went to that i went to that same passage uh, for for Advent this week and just talked about how we think of Jesus meek and mild, you know, senior picture of Jesus, you know, yeah. with his hands like this, with his freaking hair, you know? Like that's how we think of him. You yeah, yeah. know? And he's uh he's got some really cool light coming in on his face. I mean he's really but then John's like when John talks about him, John's like, yo, uh, this is gonna be bad <laughs> This is, yeah. you know, this is going to be bad. Like he's, you remember the old bumper sticker? Maranatha, Christ is returning. Boys, he pissed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah. along those lines. It's kind of along the yeah, which yeah. I, share, I, I shared that.
1: Peace with a sword, you know. And that's I, exactly right. I, those are not yeah. my,
0: you know, that's not where I often go. I do, this, you know, this is, my, this is my Advent t-shirt. I don't know if you can see it. Cast down the mighty, sin the rich. Oh, yeah, fill the hungry. Lift the low. That's freaking good. Where'd you get it? Right. It's the Magnificat, right? <clears throat> it's, that's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, where, where did uh, you get the shirt? Uh, a guy named Ben
1: Wildflower. He's got an Etsy shop. Okay. Uh, it's dope. I love it. That is cool. And, uh, that's real you know, And cool. I think, like, you know, if you're a 20-something and, like, this is, you know, like, the, the gospel is radical, you know? I don't know. I, I listened to Willman Ritz. And he was talking about, you know, maybe the gospel's for, for young people. <laughs> right? But I think, you know, like, I, I think, I think, I, I just, just to kind of bring it back to what we were talking about before, um, I, I think that, uh, you know, we, don't, we often tell people to go off and get established and then come back to the church when they're ready, <laughs> kind of thing. And I want a chance to say, you know, like, Jesus cares about what you do now. Mm. Jesus cares about how you're a student. Jesus cares. So I was talking to a guy, a student yesterday uh, at, after church since, you know like he's in engineering and uh, like I want to create a space where we talk about what it looks like to be a Christian engineer. Mm. You know, are there things you can do as a Christian engineer and not do as a Christian engineer? I don't know, but like let's at least invite Jesus into that conversation <laughs> and listen hard, you know yeah. uh, and, and, and create a kind of community that will support you. When you, don't, when you say, I'm sorry, I can't do that because yeah. it just
0: doesn't want me to. <laughs> I that's, love it. I think i to fly with most of your bosses. Just for <laughs> Right. <page. laughs> yeah, I love it. So, oh. man, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for being on the Homeless Podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. This is good. See you. Bye. That does it for this episode of the Homeless Podcast. Aaron Miller, thank you so much for joining me. And, uh. Jumping on and having these conversations This is uh, this is super uh, you're, a, you're a good one And thank you for listening to the Homeless Podcast We've got some exciting stuff coming up At the beginning of this year I've got a lineup that is really freaking wild um, I'm not going to talk to preachers For the next, uh, I don't know Maybe month, two months Maybe three months I've got a lineup of some guys that are not preachers But what they're going to do Is they're going to help push us as preachers into some other, uh, some other areas of success in our life. So I'm looking forward to talking to these guys. You're going to enjoy them as well. All right. Till next time.